from Daniel Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's the Dennis Daniel Show. Tonight's guest, voice acting legend Jim Cummings. And your announcer, me, Belle Dandy. And now, here's your host. He is Cincinnati's next big radio personality, Mr. Dennis Daniel. In an age desperate for a hero comes a man strong, lightning fast, and unyielding in his fight for good. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. That squawks in the night. I am the pirate radio signal that invades your FM frequency. I am Dennis Daniel. Yeah? Okay, it's not as good as the original, but give me a break. I'm trying here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, you're tuned in to Blog Talk Radio's hottest talk show, The Dennis Daniel Show. It's me, it's me, it's the good old double D, Dennis Daniel. And I'm excited because tonight on the program we have got quite a prolific, iconic voice actor in the great Jim Cummings. I think everyone knows him best simply as the Mallard of Might, the Duck of Do-Goodery, the Hero of St. Canard, Darkwing Duck. And I'm excited because, oh, I, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to skip the monologue. You know, it sounds crazy, but I, I got to skip it. My guest tonight is a very accomplished voice actor who for over 30 years has produced such countless characters, and he is starting a brand new Kickstarter campaign to get a, a Darkwing Duck movie underway. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, give it up for the one, the only Mr. Jim Cummings! Thank you, and welcome to the Dennis Daniel Show. Well, all right. That is a heck of an intro, man. I'm exhausted. I, I, I feel like i, I got to go lay down, you know? Oh, well. well <laughs> it's good stuff. I know, but i got to give it up. You know, as a 90s kid, you, yeah. I watched a lot of the shows that you were in that made up pretty much my childhood. And, no doubt. Yeah, I'm, I'm to blame for a great deal, I'm afraid. And when you have Jim Cummings on the show, you can't help but get dangerous. Well, of course, that goes without saying, but I'm glad you said it. Well, I had to say it, D.W. I mean, All you're right. the guy that <laughs> broke the mold, and I, I bow before your greatness. Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Uh, a likely story. But, um, yes, I do appreciate you coming on my program. You know, you're one of the, uh, the, the pioneers of voice acting, and you've blazed a trail for many younger generations to follow. But we'll talk about that a little later on in the program. So what got you interested in acting? Oh geez, well uh, you know I, I think acting got, was interested in me or so. I don't even I never even really thought of it in terms of uh, 
a conscious decision. It was just something that uh, I kind of always knew I was going to do. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I would, uh, I would, I would just, uh, y- you know, I, I would do impressions of uh, of of my relatives and uh, the 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 teachers in my schools and the priests, the nuns, the ever the neighbors, the de- and it's just something that was just a part of me. And the next thing I knew, uh, you know, I was doing it professionally and uh you know it's just it's like saying you know what got me interested in you know being uh right-handed or left-handed you know as so it was just there i actually read on your imdb that you actually used to be a mardi gras float designer oh yeah oh yeah yeah i sure did yeah i did that for a couple of years uh I moved. I uh, was born in Youngstown, Ohio. Then Woo! I moved down to uh, Cincinnati. Absolutely, yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, and I, I moved down to uh, Cincinnati. Moved to uh, New Orleans, and it was a uh, gosh. Uh, I mean, I just had a ball, and I always wanted to do certain things, like uh, playing a joint on Bourbon Street, and and I wanted to be a deckhand on a riverboat, and this and that, and you know, I ended up doing that, and uh, I uh, this girl I was dating at the time went into. Um, See if she could do the uh, the sign painting for uh, for the Mardi Gras float place there. It was called Royal Artists, and I noticed that there were people standing around with portfolios and this and that. And I thought, well, they were auditioning to uh, to uh, get a job as the float designers and painters and sculptors and etc. And I thought, well, I you know I'm, I looked at some of their stuff and I thought, oh heck, I can do this. So I went in, drew a doodle down a bunch of things, and I got the job. And so did she. So that worked out. So that's how I got into uh, be, doing that, and then I ended up painting murals and things on certain restaurant walls and everything in New Orleans. So I, you know, I had my weird little bucket list: deckhand on a riverboat, make my living by uh, painting and drawing and etc. and uh, singing and uh, a drummer on a, <laughs> a Bourbon Street uh, strip joint, you know. And so I, I got all my bucket list things out of the way early. So I have to, I need a new bucket. That bucket must be bottomless because. In voice acting, you have just done so many countless characters that people people are are come up and tell me, oh, you know, Dennis, you got to talk about, you got to have them talk about, you know, Monterey Jack, or you got them talk about Don Carnage, or you got them talk about, of course, a Darkwing Duck, and like, there's so much to you, Mr. Cummings, that you know, I couldn't even. I wouldn't even know where to begin, you know, trying ah. to, trying to filter out what what characters are are your best, which ones are not. I mean, you've got you got Taz, you got Winnie the Pooh, you got Pete, you got all these all these great characters, and I I can't even know where to begin. But I, I gotta remember, oh, good. <laughs> I gotta remember this is my show, and I think one of the best cartoons growing up when I was like four or five was of course Darkwing Duck. So um. I personally think your most iconic character was, of course, Darkwing Duck from the self-titled series. What was it like working on the series, and what did you think of uh, Darkwing's character? Oh, it was a ball. It was a ball. You know, it's. Um, I, I mean, I just had a great time with it. I they used to let me ad lib a lot, and I used to, you know, uh, you know, just uh, kind of think on the spot. And it it was great because he uh, he had a lot of appeal. He 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 was just human enough. I mean, he was very much a cartoony character, but yet he still had his own foibles and and he was very very relatable it wasn't like a you know a, a totally out there smurf or a transformer or a gi joe you know what i mean this this guy he you know he had uh, he had problems you know uh, he he was a, a superhero uh, but he was more he was a little more super in his mind than uh 
he may well have been in real life, so to speak, even though it wasn't real life, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He, uh, you know, and he was just an enormous, enormous amount of fun to play, and the writing was superb. And uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm crazy about the guy. He's one of my all-time favorites. There's no doubt about it. And then, when the Funny or Die people called me up and said, "Well, would you know, would you like to do a, uh, uh, you know, an April Fool's joke?" I thought, Psh, "Are you kidding? Try and stop me, right?" You know, so uh, so we put that that Kickstarter campaign out on April Fool's Day. No no coincidence there, that's for sure. And uh, just had a ball with it, and everybody seems to be getting a kick out of it. So that's that's all. It's that's what matters, you know. As long as we're all having a grin. Oh, it was an April Fool's prank. Ah. I don't know. I, you know what? I think uh, I think it could come true, though, right? Why not? Why not? I mean, if any cartoon from Disney should have its own movie, it's Darkwing Duck. I mean, you look at the impact that that has. I mean, you got guys who who oh, yeah. who cosplay as Darkwing Duck. I saw one guy cosplay as Launchpad. It just and you look at the, uh, the just the talent that was behind that show. Of course, aside from you as well. I mean, oh. uh, you, I mean, I, I can't. Even, I don't even know where to begin with with the cast on there, and I just. I have no idea why they have whether or not you know putting that on Blu-ray DVD because that's one of the shows. Oh, they I, have. Well, there, I, there's a bunch of them on uh, Blu-ray or uh, on DVD. Well, it needs to be Blu-ray high yeah. def because. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, but um, yeah, but like I said, you know, Darkwing Duck just had a an impact on on pop culture, especially with Disney. I mean, you look at cartoons today on Disney Channel. You know, they just haven't got that same. Finesse or, or pizzazz that the cartoons of the '90s did. We're talking, you know, Tailspin, Ducktales, Goof Troop, Quack right. Pack, you know, and and you got to play big characters in a lot of those. And oh yeah, so uh, yeah, no, so, I agree with you. It's uh, not the same, is it? <laughs> you know, and everyone, um, I, I I've been YouTubing this. Everyone, and, and get this, everyone wants to see, um, they want to see some uh, Don Carnage in, in some of these newer shows. Oh God, yeah, me too. Well, he, Don Carnage is uh, one of my all-time favorites, and uh, you know, between Dark Darkwing and Don Carnage, and uh, you know, there's a few of them out there. I, I got a heck of a good time with uh, my buddy, uh, Mr. Bumpy. You know, he was out there on uh, Bump in the Night. That was a very a different show as well. You know, and uh, you know, and then you know, you segue into the different characters I've done for movies like Ray and Princess and the Frog, and just uh, you know, so many of them. I, I mean, I I hate to even dwell on one because I, I feel like I'm leaving one out. You know, it's it's like, oops, you know. <laughs> well, uh, uh, tangent into uh, movies, uh, you're also known as the voice of Ed the Hyena from the classic movie The Lion King. Uh, oh how, yeah. How did you develop that infectious <laughs> laugh? And can you tell us about your experience working alongside the other actors in the movie, including working with uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Cheech Marin, who play the other two hyenas with you? Yes. Well, uh, you know, I. I know them, uh, but it was mostly from, uh, you know, it's more of a, like, I met them mostly at the parties and, and the promotional events because uh, a lot of times when you're doing movies, especially when you're doing movies, um, you, you're kind of flying solo. I mean, even when you're singing, uh, of all things, believe it or not, uh, because they can't take a chance of you overlapping or... Uh, I guess it, it, it it's uh, a burden on the uh, the animators if if one person's talking at the same time the other one is and et cetera et cetera so so uh, as a result you you tend to just do all your recording alone which is uh, which is the situation with Ed that's exactly what we did with Ed and uh, and all of them uh, for that matter 
but uh, you know, I got to you know, Cheech and uh, Whoopi and I we have met, but uh, but not not the way you would think. We weren't really standing right next to each other, so it was pretty crazy. And then I also sang uh, a song called "Be Prepared" uh, for Jeremy Irons and did a lot of his looping. So uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. <laughs> classic. That's a classic song. That is, that is oh just, yeah. I love that. That's just an awesome song. And The Lion King is such an awesome movie. And of course it should. Because aside from you and Whoopi Goldberg and Cheech Marin, you got uh, James Earl Jones, the iconic voice of Mufasa. Uh, forget it. Yeah, insane, right? He can't hold a candle to you. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, he can. He can. He can. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. He's uh, he's Darth Vader and Mufasa, yeah. so uh, <laughs> he's got all the juice he needs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, blogtalkradio.com, this is the Dennis Daniels Show. We've got voice acting legend Jim Cummings on the air, best known as Darkwing Duck. And uh, this next character that everyone, I think if you were a little kid, you had to have loved him. Uh, ever since 1988, you've pr- also provided the voice for Winnie the Pooh. Uh, what's it like oh, yeah. voicing such a beloved children's character and being involved in so many different projects with Pooh for over 25 years? Well, gosh, you know, it's uh, it, you know, it's an honor, you know, uh, to uh, to basically carry on that tradition to a whole new batch of kids, you know, so, you know, it's just wonderful. It's uh, because he he's um, you know Winnie the Pooh is uh, he's an evergreen, you know, he never really goes out of style. He's uh, you know, it's not like he's a uh, a transformer that that may come and go or you know a GI Joe or even a Smurf or fill in the blank, you know, it's it's that kind of um, that sweet kind of iconic character that uh, comes from literature and will always be there, you know. So uh, it's kind of kind of beautiful, you know, and it's it's he's in his own category, really. Definitely, Winnie the Pooh is a beloved children's character, and you know, just uh, just he he's everywhere in Disney all of a sudden, especially in the uh, in the Kingdom Hearts video game series, and you know, introducing yeah. an older generation to you know back to Winnie the Pooh, and I loved playing as uh, playing in the Hundred Acre Wood, I, I and especially because you got to also play with Tigger, which I know you you're the new voice for Tigger, I believe. The well, uh, it's you know I've been doing it since eighty. Eight or eighty-nine. I might. I don't know how new I am, well, but I mean, uh, yeah, well, sure. Vo- I, mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's uh, yeah. Paul Winchell. Uh, you know, he's of course he, he's deceased now, but at the time he, uh, we were doing the show, and um, he had a bunch of uh, projects underway. Uh, he was going to go to Africa and work on uh, various forms of. Uh, uh, you know, nutrition and everything. He was going to raise uh, these, I guess you want to call them mud puppies or whatever, these little, uh, uh, not salamanders, they're like, uh, I can't even think of what the the name for them are. But if you recall at the time, actually you may not recall, but it, there was a great deal of uh, of uh, famine and starvation and da-da-da. And Paul Winchell, I mean, what a guy. I mean, he was Knucklehead Smith and Jerry Mahoney, the voice of Tigger, and he invented one of the prototypes for the first artificial heart, and then he wanted to go to Africa to cure hunger. So it's like, wow, can you can you imagine anybody being more uh, varied and more across the map? But, uh, you know, so as a result, he was gone uh, a lot of the time. So I was Tigger half the time in the very, very original series. And then just about from that point on, uh, uh, throughout the, the early 90s and all the way up till now, obviously, uh it's it's been pretty much just me um as tigger so uh i don't know i guess if you added it all up i'm probably like 
almost 100% of the Winnie the Pooh uh, recordings or whatever that are out there, except for the very first three or four from the 60s when I was, you know, I, I was in the audience then myself. Uh, so uh, that was definitely not me. But, um, you know, it's been mostly me as Pooh and also mostly me as Tigger. So I, I guess I'm... I'm Getting used to this, so I don't know. <laughs> so, so I guess with Tigger, the, uh, I guess it's, it's great that you're the only one to voice Tigger. Well, that's, that's for sure. That's definitely the situation. No yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> that's the wonderful thing about Tiggers. That Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. The bombs made out of springs. The bouncy, trouncy, flouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tigger is that he's the only one. I'm the only one. <laughs> Gosh. That's exactly right. <laughs> my my little sister had that bouncing Tigger and Rue thing, and she would play it nonstop as a little kid. That's why it's deeply programmed. <laughs> Gosh, that's, that's that's in there well, man. <laughs> um, okay, uh, uh, moving right along. Uh, another role you're known for is, of course, the Tasmanian Devil from you know from various oh, Warner yeah. Brothers projects like the the iconic Tasmania, and you continue to do Taz in the new Looney Tunes show. So uh, what was it like to uh, voice Taz, and what do you think of that uh, crazy character that he does? Taz, oh, I love, I love him. Well, uh, that's my joke. I, you know, I always say that I'm Winnie the Pooh and the anti-Pooh. You know, uh, Pooh, between Pooh and Tigger, that's like two opposite ends of the spectrum. So, you know, why not? You know, uh, Winnie the Pooh is way over here. And Taz, and, oops, sorry, that was Tigger. Taz is like, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh, this is perfect. It's so much cool. But it must be a lot of fun voicing Taz. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, he's he's. Uh, you talk about a bear of very little brain. Well, he's a Tasmanian devil of very little brain, but it doesn't matter. He gets the job done. He, he doesn't... Uh, you know, he doesn't quibble. He's not a picky eater. <laughs> so he gets around, you know. And I mean he gets around because he's like all over creation. So, yeah, man. It's like I have a twin. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. There you go. Well, Why not? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you've been voice acting for well over three decades, and a lot has changed in the industry. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the changes that you've personally noticed in the industry in the time that you've been involved in it? Well, yeah, it'll be – actually, it'll be my uh, – 30th anniversary coming up in 2014. And here's the 30 years. I started in uh, yeah, I started in um, in uh, 1984. So uh, you know, I'll be coming up on that. But uh, yeah, so things have changed greatly because uh, you know when I first started, they were uh, there were the voice actors were in a separate thing, and you know they they just didn't. Uh, weren't ba basically in competition with like you know Jeff Bridges or uh, you know uh, who else uh, Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt or fill in the blank you know now it's like they all want to they all want to be in movies and uh, uh, I guess for their kids or whatever but it's like hey man leave me alone I I won't be in uh, True Grit if you if you uh, <laughs> leave me alone and get out of my way to, you know I I promise I won't get any uh, Academy Awards if you <laughs> Quit hogging the mic. Yeah, well, I, so uh, you know the 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 movie stars. Hey, do me a favor, have a seat. You know, shut up. <laughs> Are there any new shows or projects that you're working on that you can tell us about? 
Well, let's see. Uh, one just came out on uh, DVD that I was actually nominated for an Annie Award, and it's called uh, Zambezia. It did really, really well overseas, and I actually, you know, I can't really give you a good uh, reason why it uh, didn't break in the theaters here. I don't think they had a, a distributor, but I got to tell you, it's really good. I uh, I end up uh, losing to uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, he, oddly enough, he's you know Samuel L. Jackson is the uh, good guy, and I'm the bad guy. So it's like, okay, what's wrong with this picture? But, you know, you win some, you lose some. But it's called Zambezia, and I play Buzo, uh, a gigantic uh, African uh, monitor lizard. So, obviously, you know, typecast again. But um, uh, so that's a lot of fun. And then, you know, uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars, uh, in and out of a few of those, on and off. And, uh, oh, gosh, uh, I'm going to blank on them right now. But, um, you know, some different poo things that are out there. And just just having a good old time. I'm doing a lot of TV promos and in and out of a few fish hooks. There's going to be Goldie and Little Bear. We did a pilot the other day as the Big Bad Wolf. And uh, Tinkerbell, the Pirate Fairy, is uh, coming out in, gosh, a year, year and a half. You know, that's the thing. Uh, You know, as you know, it takes a while to uh, get all those Crayolas sharpened and and, uh, all those pictures out there, right? So, uh, you know, uh, we, we record, and then we wait while the animators animate. So, uh, you know, keep your eyes peeled, and uh, there's plenty in the pike, that's for sure. You tell Disney get started on that god-dang Darkwing Duck movie. That's right. Well, hey, I think you're you're doing your part. Now, I'll do my part, you do your part, I think we can get it done. Hey, cause I don't what do you think, who... Double D? Sound good? <laughs> Sounds good to me. I don't, I don't know anyone who wouldn't want to see a Darkwing Duck movie. Just don't have them do a 3D animation one. That'll right. that'll kill it. That'll kill it and leave it in a box. No, no it has to be animated, hand drawn. That's the only yeah. way that we remember Darkwing Duck. Either they got to. Oh yeah. Either, either, no, I don't think they would switch at this late date. That's for sure. Oh, well, well, I, I did read that they're cutting back on hand drawn movies. So I'm like, okay, that's great. Paperman was a really good was a really good short. Okay, we get it. 3D is the way to go, and you can keep that all for all your Wreck It Ralph. But you know, if you're gonna remake a classic Disney cartoon movie. You gotta do it with an animation, no live action. That's what killed the underdog movie. That's my personal thing. That's what killed it. They did live action, no cartoon. We don't want to see live adaptations of our favorite cartoons. We want to see cartoon movies. That's why yes, they're called cartoons. I agree. You got to dance with the one that brung you, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. I'm with you, man. And they got <laughs> to hurry because because what, what, what's Launchpad? What ninety one? Uh, who knows, yeah. I mean, they're bringing these guys back for uh, DuckTales Remastered, so why can't we have a Darkwing Duck Remastered game? Ain't it the truth? Uh, well, there's plenty of, there's demand out there for it. Yeah. So what you start demanding and I'll start demanding and we'll all be very demanding. Yeah. Yeah, we all gotta get dangerous. Twitter, hashtag, right. let's get dangerous. That's right. There's only one thing to do. If I could think of what it was, I would do it. Could you just say in Darkwing's voice, let's get dangerous? I think I can. Let's get dangerous. Oh, yep. Yep, 90s, 90s overload, 90s overload. Boop, boop, boop. Morning, uh, morning. Okay. 
Well, be, before we go, Mr. Cummings, um, we'd like to ask our, our guests this question. We have a lot of uh, – our audience is a lot of uh, vocal majors, theater majors, drama majors, and they want to mm-hmm. get their start in the voice acting industry. Do you have any advice for those who, too, want to pursue a career like you? Sure. Um, just keep your, your ears peeled and, uh, you know, uh, work out uh, – you know, I always uh, – <clears throat> Excuse me. I, re- I recommend uh, you know being in community theaters, uh, you know, because acting is acting is acting, and uh, you know it's not peculiar to the voice. I mean, the, the way that I, I approach it is, you know, I'm I'm basically a, a character actor, and the characters have interesting voices or different voices. It's not just you know a voice. It's not a voice. It's a character with a voice. So you know you have to approach it that way. And and, and it's like when I started off, I would do. You know, just impressions of uh, of my teachers, of my friends, of my aunts and uncles, and you know, if you if you do an impression like that uh, of something, someone that nobody knows, it's a new character. And the fact is, if you do uh, uh, an impression of uh, someone that everybody knows, but it's a lousy impression and nobody knows who it is, it's a new character uh, again. So uh, you know, you can mix and match and do those things and put it all together and. You know, just uh, go out there and go for it, you know, and don't be afraid to fall down and don't be afraid to really make a fool of yourself because, uh, you know, you're going to grow and you're going to learn what works. You're going to learn what doesn't and, you know, follow those instincts. I always say instincts are the best things. <clears throat> you know, if if you like it, if uh, if it's making you laugh, well, you're probably onto something. So keep it up. Instincts are the best things. You know, that would make an awesome T-shirt. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, gosh, you know, we, we actually might have to actually get that printed up on a T-shirt. Of course, you'd get, of course you get part Instincts of are the best things. Yes, indeed. I like that. Spell I it like, how you want. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh, oh, that is actually really great. Well, Mr. Cummings, I, I thank you so much for being on the program. This is truly a, a huge honor. Uh, guys, check out some of his brand new sh- the brand new shows he's in. Uh, I know Sophia the First. Uh, hopefully, yes, indeed. Hopefully, in the near future, we can see some of the classic Disney movies and cartoons on Netflix. Uh, I know there are, there's like a whole bunch of Darkwing Duck episodes on YouTube. Uh, check him out. He, he's not that That's hard true, to find. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Cummings, thank you so much for being on my program. It was a truly huge honor. All right, brethren, my pleasure. And uh, keep up the good work. And don't forget to keep getting dangerous. Will do. This is the SEL Show saying, until we meet next time, stay dangerous. Until we meet next time, stay dangerous.